This podcast is sponsored by thevalleygivesback.org. For hundreds of years, we brought you the news. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Naval Gazing, the Valley Indie Podcast. My name is Eugene Driscoll. I'm an editor, reporter, and I guess podcaster with ValleyIndy.org, an online newspaper covering Derby and Sonia and the town of Seymour. In this episode of Naval Gazing, the Valley Indie Podcast, I will be playing clips from the April 6th meeting of the Derby Board of Apportionment and Taxation, also known as BOAT. I like to call them the tax board, but that's just me. So they're trying to put a, a budget together for next year. In Derby, the public doesn't vote on the budget. The aldermen or alderwomen don't vote on a budget. It's up to the elected volunteers of the Derby Board of Apportionment and Taxation to set uh, revenues, expenditures, and the mill rate. Now, right now, there's almost certainly going to be a mill rate decrease of some kind. I wrote an article last week titled Derby School Board Chairman Urges to Invest in Education. And at that time, the Board of Education was requesting a $629,000 increase in funding from the tax board, which is a 3.3% budget to budget increase. The school board's total proposed budget is $19,706,000. Getting back, I, I, I... interrupted myself the mill rate let's see if i can scroll down on the story i'm looking at right now Uh, as of last tuesday the city was looking at a budget totaling roughly 47.9 million dollars for next year or the fiscal year beginning july 1st that's a decrease budget to budget decrease in straight dollars of about 176 thousand dollars They're looking, according to the draft budget they've been working with, to lower the mill rate from the current 43.8 to about 40.1 or 40.2. But this is a revaluation year, so a lower mill rate does not automatically mean lower tax bills. That's one part of a tax bill formula. You have to look at your tax bill from last year. You have to look at your assessment that you received since then, and you have to do the math to compare these two bills. Uh, I won't go into the formula right now. It has been on valleyindy.org a hundred times, and I will put it in a future article once the Derby Board of Apportionment and Taxation adopts a preliminary budget and schedules a hearing. But just because the mill rate is going down does not mean you're necessarily going to have lower taxes. My assessment stayed the same. I'm on Hawthorne Avenue, but on the other side of town along uh, Academy Hill Road and that area, some people had really significant increase increases in their assessments. So uh, according to the calendar last I checked, tax board meets April 13th. I said this in a previous podcast, please check the City of Derby website. These meetings tend to, they're posted and then they're canceled or maybe they're changed or maybe they're scheduling a new one in between the time I'm recording this and the time it's published. So uh, just keep in mind I'm lying. But anyway, I thought I would play basically three clips from last Tuesday's meeting. The first of which is Jim Gilday, easy aforementioned chairman of the Derby school board and he basically spoke for i guess it was about seven minutes total uh urging the tax board to allocate more money 
to Derby schools. And it, it, uh, Touched off, and I don't want to call it a debate, but it was sort of a back and forth between Mr. Gilday and Judy Shevchek, the chairwoman of the Derby Board of Apportionment and Taxation. I just like to say Board of Apportionment and Taxation over and over again. But so here's Jim talking. Here we go. You ready? Strap in. I, I do want to just say that uh, first, I, as always, um, sincerely appreciate public service, civic duty. Um, I, I, I recognize there's always a difference of opinion, but I, I never lose sight of the fact that people are donating and volunteering their time. So, so as a citizen, thank you. I do want to just mention that. As Wait a second. Wait a second, Jim. I got to interrupt. I forgot to uh, read a note from our very important sponsor, valleygivesback.org. We wouldn't be here. This podcast would not exist if it wasn't for uh, that sponsorship. Sponsorship. See, I skipped it. Now I'm nervous. Now I'm just mangling all my words. You see what happens? I'm inside my own head. While giving back is always in season, now's a great time to plan your gift. Name a Valley nonprofit in your estate plan and create a legacy that tells future generations what mattered to you. With a planned gift, you have the power to impact the Valley forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Your action will inspire others to make a difference in their own way. Remember the Valley. Ask your accountant, financial planner, or attorney about plan giving options. Plan now. Give later. Impact tomorrow. Learn more. Valleygivesback.org. Also, 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 wah, 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 wah. please note that the Great Give is coming up May 4th. I use that every year for a reader drive. In addition, I use the Great Give as a way to do a roughly 20 to 36 hour live stream on Valley Indie Facebook, where I bring in other nonprofits to give them exposure, to talk about what they do, to talk about what they need and how you can help by giving money during the great give May 4th. Please keep an ear out for that. It's been, I got a ton of work to do between now and May 4th to get ready, but please Watch Valley Indie Facebook on May 4th. Okay, let's go back to Jim Gilday trying to convince the tax board why it's important right now, even though it's a tough budget year and all that, to invest in Derby Public Schools. You guys know we're asking for $19,706,000, which is an increase of $629,000 or 3.3%. I think just, and I use Antonio only as a comparison because in many ways they're similar to us and that's, they, they pretty much asked for the same increase, 3.25%. Uh, um, I know they do their budget process a little differently there, but they are getting fully funded uh, and they're getting their whole 3.25%. I do think before I get to the heart of the budget, I, I really think that that's one thing I, I want to really spend some time on. Uh, we've gotten 1.2% over the last three years and, and certainly I'm a taxpayer I've had seven children, and, and, and I get it, you know, uh, that, that there's a balance. But I also see the fact that in my 50 years here, uh, that we're creating, we're not, we, we, and again, it's a different philosophy, and I'm not saying anybody's wrong. I'm just telling you the philosophy of cutting services, cutting services, cutting services, it just, it's just not working. Our, our, our kids are moving, think about it, our kids are moving out of town, people are moving out of town, Derby is no longer a generational town. One only needs to look at Antonia, for instance, you know, and just look at their downtown and, and the explosion. And people say, oh, no, we're going to build our downtown first, and then people are going to want to move in. And I don't really think it works that way. 
I think we're, we're dangerously create, close to creating a town that people don't want to live in. And the reason why we're doing that is we think we're doing the right thing by cutting absolutely positively everything to the bone, every area, mayor's office, board of education, everything that would library, everything that we do, we just try to cut it definitely to the bone, cut back any service. Um, and, um, and, and it's just, it's simply not working folks. Uh, you only need to look at your kids, your children, your grandchildren and see where they're moving. They're not staying in Derby. So I do think, I do think we have to uh, philosophically look if, 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 our mindset over the last four to six years has been successful. Um, so I do, I do just want to put that out there. I would say that over, like I said, over the last uh, few years, we've, we've gotten on average 1.2%, which is incredibly low. I would also say that um, out of 169 towns, uh, at 158 towns, including regional school districts, we are 149th. So I do think we get an incredible uh, amount of money uh, out of our money. And truthfully, I think the 3.3% is incredibly reasonable. We are doing things like having intense regionalization discussions with Ansonia. We as a board of education talked to the superintendent last meeting about meeting with the city and trying to see if we can share services uh, from a um, building department perspective and we can share services from an HR perspective. We certainly have shown an affinity to, to see where we could, we could save money and, and, and be even more efficient. We've come to this board before and nicely, you know, we, we've heard, uh, and, and I've always been a little sensitive to that because our special education children are, are and, and, and families that require that service are amazing people, um, uh, as all of our students are. Um, but we, but we recognize that there's a cost there. So, what, so we've really, and this is amazing. We've gone, we've seen some years of increases, 9%, 11%. This is Eugene from ValleyIndy.org uh, interrupting. I wish I had turned up my mic there. Sorry for the dead air. But what Gilday's talking about right here is, yeah, I think like back in the 70s, the federal government promised to pick up local costs for special education, which is a huge expense for school district school districts and municipalities. They have never followed through on that promise. I uh, hate to editorialize because no one wants a reporter's opinion, but you'd think with all the trillions coming our way, the government, federal government would finally uh, make do, live up to their word and cover uh, special education costs. And it all comes from, uh, you know, back in the day, if you had severe uh, special uh, needs in a school that couldn't be met in a public school, well, you were often institutionalized. That was a horrible way to educate uh, children, obviously, and we've grown and evolved from that idiocy. But if a kid can't, if a kid who's in special education can't be educated in Derby, whether it be for behavioral or learning or developmental delay, whatever it may be, there's still an obligation in the United States of America to educate that child. So the child goes outside, perhaps to a specialized school. He could or she could have a long bus ride uh, to get there. Uh, and the local district pay, pays for transportation and tuition, which are two very expensive uh, costs there. And every year in Derby and in every school district in the United States of America, you hear about increasing, escalating special education costs. Unfortunately, and I think, Jim, this is, there, there's a sensitivity to this in Derby because there's been some boneheads in city government, I think really before the Valley Indy was around, who would make just ignorant, dumb as rocks comments about special education because they, you know, 
don't didn't take the time to to research the issue. But in Derby, Gilday is making the point that they have created programs in Derby that are bringing these kids, some of these kids, back into the school district where they can be taught, be with their peers, and save taxpayer money. So I'm not advocating that, although I do believe the federal government should pay for special education. Uh, I'm just trying to put Gil Day's words into context and interrupt him and blab on because uh, I'm an egomaniac. All right, all right, all right, back to the recording. This year, it's estimated that our special education department will only come in 2% over the previous year, and next year we're projecting 1%. Also, I grew up with a brother in special education, and uh, the schools were horrible for him. So we talked about enrollment. We, we've eliminated six teachers over the last three years. And so I just feel like every time somebody comes up with something, oh, enrollment, you got to cut teachers. Oh, we cut six teachers. Special education is too high. Well, then we're coming in with 1% special education cost. I mean, I almost feel like we're running out of excuses of why you can't get us money and why you can't fund us. Um, so we get incredibly a lot out of our money. We do an amazing job with grants. Neighboring towns, other cities certainly uh, uh, do much better than us financially. I think the 3.3 is exceptionally reasonable. Uh, and we ask, again, that you consider our request. Uh, you consider what we've done, how we've improved the school system, where we've made progress, and how we've addressed the areas that our taxpayers expressed concern about, which is cutting uh, you know, to, to our enrollment, sharing services with other towns, sharing services, interdepartment, and um, thinking outside the box and saving special education dollars. So again, thank you for your service. Uh, I, I get it. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, I appreciate the work you do. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Could I ask since you're... I forgot to turn my mic on again. So this is Judy Shevchek now, the chairwoman of the Derby Board of Apportionment Taxation, asking Jim Gilday a follow-up. But before I play, did anybody see the articles that the Connecticut Post has been doing, or Hearst, whatever they call themselves? I'm going to call it the Connecticut Post, all right? I still differentiate between the Hearst and the Register, even though it's it's one paper now, along with the, they essentially own everything in the state, except the Valley Indie, baby, May 4th, great give, please donate before Hearst comes in uh, and snuffs us. Uh, but anyway, they did some great FOI stuff and, and posted the uh, salaries for the highest paid uh, employees in Derby in the school district, police, WPCA, and whoo! A lot of Derby employees are doing okay. I wonder if uh, well, how people are reacting to this conversation after uh, looking at those lists. But uh, anyway, sorry, I'm trying to cause trouble now. Back to the recording. Everyone's doing better than I am, I'll tell you that. Speaking publicly, could I ask a question? Absolutely not. You have lots of good ideas. My question would be, how do we finance that? Just taxes up, taxes up? That's my problem. Well, listen, I, I, I'm trying to yeah, figure out how so, to finance so all of these things where we don't cut back. And I've never, in all my years on the tax board, and it's been a lot, I've never had somebody come forward and say, I've got this great idea how we can get more money, and then we can share more. It just never happens. So, yeah, so I, listen, that, that's what so I would like some feedback on. I, listen, I, I could definitely try. I, I, could, I could work the tax board into my Board of Education work and my Derby Historical Society work and my uh, 
a temporary regional school study committee. I, I could definitely try to work that in. I will tell you that I think we have some great advantages that we don't we don't build up enough upon, and I don't think that we do enough to to, to maximize. Uh, for instance, the reservoir. I think that's a beautiful area. I think we could probably maximize that. I think you could probably do more from a funding perspective if you made that a more attractive community. I think that there's uh, so I, I mean I do think there's things that you can do to 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 invest and make this town a place that people want to visit. Um, so yeah, I mean, listen, I'd, I'd love to have those ideas with you, but I think that's the key. I think it comes with investing. It doesn't come from cutting. I think it comes from building up services, not taking them down. So listen, if, if, if I, I would love to have these discussions, I, I, similar ideas like that. I think there's other areas in the town that we can maximize. And I think that we could, we can make income rent, uh, income generating, uh, uh, areas, um, but again, it, it's got to come with the shifting mindset. You know, it's got to come with, hey, let's not cut our economic developer full time and have her move to Ansonia and secure $3 million worth of grants, right? It comes from investing. It comes from getting that you have to invest. Okay, just for some context there, what uh, Jim Gilday, chairman of the tax board, he's responding to a question from Judy Shevchek, the chairwoman of the Derby Board of Apportionment and Taxation. She asked, well, you want more money? How can we generate more revenue? You, that's really one has to, uh, you know, you've identified the problem. What's the solution? What can you suggest to us? And one of the things that Gilday said as to not to do is Sheila O'Malley, who has been the grant writer and economic development director in the city of Ansonia since 2013, previously worked for Derby. She was a grant writer and economic development director under Mayor Mayor Steferi. Uh, Mayor Anita Degato was uh, elected and Sheila left. Uh, I, truth be told, I, there wasn't like, in, in meetings prior to the election. I don't think Mayor Degato and Sheila O'Malley saw eye to eye uh, on things based on public meetings uh, that I attended. So Sheila O'Malley took the job in Ansonia. Uh, Mayor Dugato served two terms. She had brought in uh, a, a full-time planning person, or was part-time, but she was paid full time. Leslie Crane, I don't exactly uh, remember. Then when Mayor Zekin came in, Mayor Zekin, one of his campaign platforms was to cut spending in the mayor's office. They thought this one particular person was being paid a lot of money and, and wasn't putting in the hours to justify that salary, if I remember correctly. So they opted to bring back economic development liaison, and that's Carmen DeCenzo, who is uh, part-time. So Jim Gilday is saying this, you know, it's cost savings over time, but over the long haul, has all that helped the city? Okay, back to the recording. And staff to do things like get $3 million worth of grants for their downtown. We can't sell yes. It, it, it all comes from investing, not cutting. That's my okay. opinion. I would love to brainstorm some more ideas with you. Okay, then we're gonna we're gonna need to invest more. All right, thank you, Jim. Okay, that was the end of Jim Gilday. Up next is gonna be, and this is just was from the April sixth meeting. There's just the two people from the public that decided to speak. So next will be Brian Mezapel from Storm Ambulance. I think I said in my article, and I wrote an article uh, April sixth on this. If you want to look it up to check as to whether I accurately record, uh, reflected what happened in the meeting. Search Derby School Board Chairman Urges City to Invest in Education, published uh, 6.35 p.m. April 7th, actually. I identify Brian as Storm Rescue. I always get confused, but he says here, uh, just Storm Ambulance. So here we go. Uh, is anybody else from the public who'd like to speak? Yeah, Judy, uh, Brian Mesbell, Chief of the Storm Ambulance Corps. Um, I just wanted to bring up again, you know, after my presentation about a month ago, uh, I still see that we're still sitting at a flat rate of 60000 which 
is, is to me, it's unacceptable anymore. Um, you know, we, we continue to try to prove that we, um, our collections continue to go down and our expenses continue to go up. Um, I explained in our presentation that we took a $75,000 loss last year. 25000 of that came from our cash on hand fund that is a such a hot topic in this on this board um but you know we, we're continuing to show losses we're continuing to show lost revenue um and i just i can't see how we can't get a little more support from the city uh to be able to operate um to my understanding that's probably going to be some um, relief money coming in for COVID stuff. Um, I don't know where any of that money is anticipated to go to the city, but I don't see how some of that money couldn't come our way, um, you know, maybe to make up something for this year. Um, I know we requested a lot at 200,000, um, but maybe if we can meet somewhere in the middle, but the, the 60,000 that you guys have put at us at again this year is just, it's not going to work. Um, we need to we need to be able to get something a little higher. Okay, thank you, Glenn. By the way, we haven't voted on a budget yet, so we haven't put you anywhere yet. Yeah, that's uh, important to point out. The they haven't even adopted a preliminary budget as of this recording of uh, April eighth, Thursday, twenty twenty one. They have to set the preliminary budget and then set a public hearing and then meet to adopt the final budget. Uh, and by the way, this podcast Valley Naval Gazing is sponsored by Valley Gives Back dot org and also remember to donate to valleyindy.org during the great give may 4th and may 5th hey you can also uh, donate to derby storm ambulance if you want to and i i did in, in years past and i had brian on last year probably have him on again if he's not too busy all right so the next portion of the program ladies and gentlemen we're going to hear from derby mayor rich zekin yay uh, he's gonna the, the derby uh charter was changed in november there was a charter revision commission put together. They met for like a hundred thousand hours, uh, all through COVID, remotely, virtually, whatever you want to call it. Put something uh, out there, and the uh, voters decided to change the charter to give the mayor a more formal role uh, in this budget process, which has been confusing uh, to me because when I'm looking at the the documents they display during these Zoom meetings, they have last year, which I, I guess is last year's budget. Then they have requested, and then they have mayor, where they used to always have, I've seen in other places, they'll have the mayor's budget. And I think Boat was doing this like as of four weeks ago. Then they have the boat budget. So requested, I don't know if that's the boat proposed budget at the moment or just all the requests they've received from all the departments. I'm a little confused uh, there, but anyway, the mayor has a more formal role. So here he is talking. Usually, the mayor would like disappear by by this point in the derby budget process, especially if it was like getting a little contentious between the school district and the uh, school board. Uh, although uh, Mayor Stefera used to kind of get uh, he would get involved at this point. But anyway, here's uh, Mayor Rich Zekin. Mr. Mayor, and I'm I'm listening to this live with you because I don't call exactly where the conversation goes so let's just let it roll it's all yours thank you very much and uh, welcome everybody and i appreciate like jim said all your volunteer time that you're doing here um you know there's still a lot of questions a lot of question marks about the state and the federal fundings coming you know derby's way um we're, we're almost guaranteed that we're 
Oh yeah, it's our context for anybody. So like the Congress has passed like a hundred trillion billion gazillion dollars in COVID relief funding that's supposed to be coming down eventually to sprinkling down to the locals. But basically the government saying here, in this case, Mayor Zekin, we know we're gonna get something. We're not exactly sure the exact dollar amount. We know it's probably gonna be really good. But we also don't know exactly how we can use it because sometimes when 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 grants actually often when grants come down, you can't use it for anything you want. It's not just for the general operations of the city. Usually, it has to be for a specific designated uh, task, which can confuse people sometimes. So, Mayor Zegan saying here, we're not exactly sure how we can use the money, but we should know shortly. In fact, by the time this publishes, they might have a clearer picture. All right, sorry, I'll shut up. All right, leave me alone. We're going to have more funding coming here with the feds in the state, with the stimulus, um, with the COVID relief and stuff. Um, there's unanticipated funds that are going to be coming our way, and that's what we're looking at. I mean, in terms of the Board of Education, I mean, we're all in this together. Dr. Conway, you know, he's been doing a great job conveying all his needs and proposals to the PEP tax force. But not knowing the dollar amounts that are coming to the Board of Ed in the city, I mean, your board is faced with, you know, difficult decisions on what's going on. Um, if we're getting money from the state and the feds to raise the MBR and to roll the dice, I mean, with the windfall coming, potentially, I mean, I think we need to. MBR is the basic budget for the for a given school district in Connecticut. Uh, and the way the state law works is once you set the MBR, like you pass a budget, you can't then the next year, uh, unless under very specific circumstances, which I believe include like a big law has to be changed. I think they did that like a year ago. But anyway, you can't go beyond below that number. So what you, it, it, it results in, in tax boards and finance boards uh, especially when they're strapped for cash, being very leery to give any money. They, 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 they want the ability to, to take back a little bit, and MBR doesn't allow that. Wait, hold off a little bit to see exactly what's needed. I mean, I, I know they were asking for certain jobs coming related to COVID. So if that's going to be covered with the COVID, I think we need to hold off a little bit longer to figure out exactly what monies are coming. Uh, from what I'm hearing from our representative, from our state senators, from uh, uh, Senator Cabrera, uh, Rochelle, uh, Dietra, there are monies coming that the state's getting ready to start sending our way. To raise the MBR right now, if that money's coming, and then put that burden on the taxpayers right now, we have to wait and see, I think. I, I mean, I know you, if this weighs on yours. And, and just to further complicate the matter. So the like Derby gets Derby schools gets Alliance district money, right? They get certain grants uh, that aren't counted as MBR. So ideally, but, th but then again, they can't, but you can't take a, a like Alliance district money and replace local dollars. You can't use that money to uh, replace local dollars. The, the, the feeling with the Alliance district money, and I'll just be blunt, the state saying you guys are doing a bad job. Here's extra money to get your, your house in order. You can't use the money because you're not given enough money already. So don't take my extra help and use it to be uh, paying for the stuff you should be paying for yourself. That's basically sort of the cynical reporter's interpretation of, of Alliance District. It can't supplant 
local dollars. So Zekin sort of saying right here, well, maybe, you know, how is, is this going to raise the MBR and then taxpayers will be on the hook every year? Or is it going to be a grant money, which was which may not necessarily be counted as MBR? You know what I'm saying? Your shoulders to see what's going on. So with that and also with the storms looking to raise um, what they have coming, they were looking at 200000 we were looking at 60,000 on them. A couple weeks ago, they had a volunteer fireman die in New York. This is what these volunteers do. We have to make sure that they are covered and they have all possible training and technology to keep them alive and to support us. Because they're saving the city a lot of money too through their volunteerism. Um, I'm sorry I don't have uh, specific numbers for us right now. A lot of it's waiting on the, shoulder, the shoulders of the state. It looks good. I wish I could say we're getting X. I don't know what it is. Um, I'm hoping within the next week or so that the state is going to come up and tell us exactly what they got coming towards us. And we'll be able to, you know, disperse this money to the, to the city, to the Board of Ed, and to, you know, our volunteer services. Um, that's basically all I have for you right now, Judy. Okay. Your time. Does anybody have any questions for the mayor from the board? I don't want to turn it into a public. Uh, I, I do, Mr. Mayor. Um, we were talking uh, last meeting about the potential. That's uh, Brian Capolo, relatively new member of the Derby Board of Apportionment and Taxation and Mayor Zekin's challenger uh, the last time, uh, what was it, two in November. Uh, he lost by a handful of votes. Was it November or last November? He was the last... Uh, guy that Zeke can beat to be reelected for a second term of the uh, governor uh, giving us um, a certain well uh, passing a certain bill to give uh, um, flat grants um, no grants to um, the Board of Education um, talking to the representatives at the state level has that been squashed uh, or is that still a possibility I haven't talked to, to the reps on that but the state senator Cobera who is in uh, committee with certain of uh, the grants that there's coming down from the feds looks like there might be a good windfall for this city not knowing exactly where it can go, whether it can go towards taxes or towards the boards. We're still waiting to hear more from them. I talked to him last week. He told me within about a week or so, we should get more information from him. So there's money out there. And I think we all saw the $1.9 trillion that Biden, President Biden, um, you know, signed that's coming out to all the states and stuff. And we're tied into New Haven, Bridgeport, um, we're, we're tied into these distressed cities that money are coming this way. So by putting the burden on the taxpayers to, to pay for all these certain things that all these different de departments want, or can that money come from the state and it is an earmark in certain ways? That's what we're looking at right now. Um, we're doing our due diligence on that. And like I said, as soon as the senator comes, gets back to me, that was about a week ago. He told me within about 10 days, it should be out of committee and it should be hopefully signed. Um, and he's talking about a substantial amount of monies that possibly could be coming towards the city of Derby. We're distressed. We need it. Our taxpayers need relief. 
Um, our education department needs money. Our fire departments need money. Everybody needs money to continue doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, and and my, I'm going to do everything possible to make sure everybody's doing. Uh, Mr. Gilday is talking about visualization. We're talking about combined services with the school system. So we've been in, in contact with Doc Conway, uh, which I can't thank him enough for all the, all the work that we've been doing together to try to pay half for each of our um, certain employees that the city will pay half, they will pay half. And that's how we're going to save money for the citizens and how we're going to save money for our taxpayers. So until we can really <laughs> get this answer from the governor and what we're going to be getting here, I think we're going to be doing pretty well here. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling very confident. Um, and like I said, you have a tough job to what you're going to be giving to the school systems and to the rest of the departments. Um, my job is to really keep it cut down, but we got to get the services for everyone. All right. So that was uh, Mayor Zeke, and I'll probably uh, end it at that. If you want to watch the whole meeting, and I would encourage people to do that, go to the City of Derby website and then click on uh, April 6th. And usually, I believe it's the town clerk, he uploads the videos from these Zoom meetings, which is great. It's such a great resource. Uh, if you want to go back afterward and, 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 you know, learn about a particular thing, you can fast forward and all that good stuff. I don't know why I'm, yeah, uh, video. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so that was Mayor Zekin. And again, the city of Derby is looking at a budget totaling roughly $47.9 million. That's a decrease in spending of about $176,000. They're looking to lower the mill rate. Currently, the mill rate is a 43, I was going to say God awful 43.8. I live in Derby, but Hey, uh, so they want to lower that to about 40.1 or 40.2, but it's a revalue year. So just because taxes are going down, doesn't mean your bill is going to go down. It depends on what the mill rate is and how you fared in the latest assessment. Uh, so as far as I know, the next meeting is April 13th. Uh, so for valleyindy.org. Oh, one other thing. Oh, wait, no, no. One other thing. There's the, the other thing that's going on on the state level is that we don't know how much ECS funding is coming down. That's a state aid for education. Governor Lamont's uh, budget uh, proposed to freeze ECS funding. Uh, there's a big controversy every year that schools and places such as Derby and Ansonia are underfunded by the state. They don't get their fair share. And this this process to, to eke out a little more money and blah, blah, blah. So people were really angry when Lamont said to freeze it uh, and use COVID money, basically COVID relief money, uh, put that to the schools and said, that instead, the school districts and towns were like, no, we want both. We deserve both. We've been promised this money. This money's a lifeblood for us. And the Alliance District is a lifeblood for Derby Public Schools. I can tell you that. Uh, right now, but there's other, so, so we don't know where ECS is going. Dr. Conway, the superintendent of Derby public schools pointed out to the tax board last week that there's several bills pending, um, all of which see Derby get more money as opposed, uh, I mean, it, except the governor's bill, but it doesn't look like the, that part is going to go through. It'll be something else coming down, but still, that's still to be decided. Uh, Conway also said the city, because it is an Alliance district, is supposed to get an additional roughly $542,000 a year from the state's payment in lieu of taxes program. That's like uh, state-owned property, lo property locally that doesn't pay taxes. You get basically a flat uh, check from the state. 
uh, in lieu of taxes. And for Alliance districts, there's a proposal to, it, it's been passed, but it still hasn't been funded, uh, Conway said. So he suggested that that $542,000, which is on top of like $700,000 they're going to get anyway, that that extra money that's new this year be given to the school district. Uh, since you know they're asking for it, they need it, and it's the fact they are an alliance district that qualifies for that extra money. Maybe the extra money should be going to the school. So we'll see. Derby budget process is painful uh, every year. It's just it's just the way it is. Uh, you know the tax board kind of says they're stuck. I mean, every the the, the employees basically usually more often than not get get raises every year. The electricity is the electricity that goes up every year. Uh, it's not like they do mass layoffs and cut back. Uh, I mean, the Valley Indy, we were three at one point. Now we're down to one, but it doesn't really work that way as much on the, on the local government anywhere I've, I've ever covered. Uh, they try to, uh, save through insurance, medical insurance. They shop around, they switch, uh, providers as a way to save cash or when older in employees retire, they, Hire them uh, young and for less money. So anyway, for valleyindy.org, this is Eugene Driscoll. This is my seventh article or content-related uh, item on the Derby budget So uh, just this year. So you can't get that anywhere else, ladies and gentlemen. I know everyone's old because Sentinel, the old Sentinel was the best ever, and you're crying over the old Sentinel, which is an afternoon paper, uh, which don't exist anymore anywhere. But uh, hey, come on. Seven articles, and the budget hasn't even passed yet. Give me some credit. Love you. For hundreds of years, we've brought you the news. Donate to the Valley on May 4th. Owners' profits were always sky. 